You're listening to a BGE podcast. some projects we've completed and maybe get into a few other things we've got going on. Friday, and it has been <laughs> uh, kind of a crazy week. Uh, things have been going pretty good. Had an awesome, awesome brisket cook this uh, this week, and so uh, we talked about that on this past Monday. That something we had planned, which was great. But uh, I really wanted to get into this little project that we finished for some friends of ours who uh, are expecting a baby in April. Because it was a really unique idea, I think. I, my wife came up with the idea, and I thought it was really cool. So we had some sycamore, and the sycamore was just, from what everyone says, just really beautiful looking. It had in the grain not only some some dark grain in the really light wood, but also some various colors like blues and, and reds. So it was kind of neat how they described the the colors of the wood to me. So we had to we had to do a lot of work with the wood as far as not only getting it cut to size but we had to re-saw re-saw uh, the wood cuz it was really thick is about an inch thick and we you know, we wanted it about 3/8 of an inch thick for the boxes that we were going to be making. And the first box was I would say 15 inches long, seven inches deep, and probably five inches tall. So it was, it was, you know, a pretty good size box. And, you know, we did the box joints for, for the corners and that's how we, we put all our boxes together. But along with that, uh, we, we also made three little three inch cube boxes as well. Now we didn't put hinges on these boxes. What we did is we just run a, uh, a a groove along the outside edge of the lid, so it just kind of fits down. Kind of we did a, a rabbit, I guess they call it, uh, along the outside edges of the lids, and they so it just kind of sits on top and down. But we, I was able to get it tight enough to where it it fits really good and snug, so the lid shouldn't just fly off. The idea of the box is for the baby's firsts. And so the there there's a divider. We we run a groove about an eighth of an inch, not only for the bottoms of all the boxes, but halfway in on the larger box inside, a groove in the middle, halfway 
from one right to left to put a little divider in there. And on one side, the idea would be for placing the baby's first outfit or you know whatever they bring the baby home in from the hospital. And the other side is where the three little cube boxes go. <clears throat> so we, we got it set up to where these three little cube boxes, uh, we again got the box joints, did run the uh, the eighth inch groove on the bottom f- you know for for pl- putting the bottoms in. And the same idea with the lid with the um, with the rabbit around the end, the the uh, edge so the lid fits on it pretty tight. But inside those little boxes, my wife took some foam and kind of cr- scraped out a, a a crater in the middle of that foam and covered it with some material. And on the lids of each one, she engraved babies first. And the idea is that the baby's first tooth, the baby's first, you know, haircut or lock of hair, you know, whatever it is, or just whatever the baby, you know, they the parents want to do with the baby's first, they can put it and keep it in their own each individual little box. And on the top lid of the big box, she engraved the baby's name. And now in order to because the lid is pretty much even with the sides you know of the box itself so i also took a roundover bit and on the front side well, what i determined to be the front side because i, I could have chose e- either the e- either way the either one of the long edges i guess sides but uh, of that lid i i did a measurement it, and then i took that measurement split it in half and set a couple of stop blocks up and did a small roundover bit to make this little uh, groove for your, you know, couple of fingers to grab and pop that lid open. So that, that was our project and it turned out really nice. Uh, it turned out uh, really cool. I, I was really happy with it as far as getting the, uh, the, the box joints right and getting everything cut. Now it wasn't without some mistakes made <laughs> along the way, and and that's one thing I, I will say. Uh, we had these strips of wood that we had cut down to the... I was trying to make them a little bit larger. I was going to do about three and a half inch cubes. And while, while I was doing that, I had to cut these three inch, uh, you know, three and a half inch squares off of this longer piece of wood that we had. And rather than... Uh, you know, trying to do that on using the, uh, well, we used the table saw, but rather than using the fence, because the distance from the blade to the fence was so little to get those three, you know, to measure that three inches out, what I decided to do is to use the the miter gauge on the left-hand side of the blade to push that through. And I I screwed up the first piece because I didn't catch that the miter blade wasn't sitting square at you know at 90 degrees to do cross cuts. It was angled just slightly. The 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 handle you grabbed to push would, was loose and the miter gauge itself had turned slightly enough to be really bad. <laughs> and so as I'm cutting these uh I get the first row, you know, probably for the first set of of little boxes cut and I grab hold of them and I'm like, these feel really weird. And I'm like, these aren't, these aren't square. These are like diamond shaped. They're what, how did this happen? And I started feeling all around the table trying to figure out what had happened. And 
I felt that miter gauge and I was sick because we were really limited on the amount of wood that we had and what we were using trying to get this right. And, and I was just, oh, man, I, I was just sick at what had just happened. And so I uh, hollered at my wife to come over and, and uh, you know, fix the miter gauge, got the other pieces cut. So we, we were good for two boxes, but it appeared as though we weren't going to be able to do any more than that. Well, my wife works some magic, and let me tell you something. I was I was shocked. She she took it over to the bandsaw, and she started. I she did something. I don't know what she did, but she did something, and she started squaring these things up on the bandsaw, and and got it to where we could use and make a third box and and have the lid. So, uh, kudos to her, man. You know, she's awesome, and it was. I was just shocked at what she was able to do. Uh, um, kind of freehanding things on that bandsaw and getting <laughs> it. Now, again, we started off making them a little larger than three inches. Well, because of the work that she had to do, we ended up just doing three inch cubed boxes. So um, that that's part of the reason why they ended up being just the three inches. So, uh, you know, always <laughs> check things and make sure they're tight. You know, I mean, I was, it was one of those things where we, I was just trucking along, man. I was, I was paying attention there. I knew where the, it wasn't like I wasn't paying attention to the blade or anything. I, I, I always make sure I double, triple check, you know, wherever the wood's touching the blade and all of that. But that slight, just looseness and turn on that miter gauge is just terrible. Oh, it was terrible. So, uh, but we got our fixed. We got the boxes made and uh, went to, in fact, was able to take that box for a little bit of a show and tell at the uh, local uh, Springfield Area Woodworkers Guild that we that has recently started up. And uh, we are meeting the second Thursday of each month at Grizzly Industrial Wear Showroom uh, here in Springfield, Missouri, which is awesome. They've opened up the doors and let us meet in there. And so that that's really cool. That that's been a lot of fun uh, working with that and helping get that going. So uh, did a little show and tell with the box uh, with the guys there on uh, the beginning of uh, well last week anyway uh, Thursday night March's meeting for the woodworkers group that uh, that's meeting. It was kind of neat at that woodworkers group as well. Uh, Brian Nelson is a uh, is the one who started this group up and uh, he did a demonstration on pocket hole joinery and face frames and things like that, especially for cabinet making. It was really good. I, I, uh, I appreciated uh, what he did and, and things that he talked about. Uh, I learned a little bit about the pocket hole joinery. Of course, I use pocket holes a lot for end tables and, and skirts or uh, aprons, whatever you want to call them, around you know the bottom of the tabletops, and uh, you know so I've I've used pocket holes quite a bit on various projects, uh, but uh, you know I'm getting ready, at, you know hopefully in the next year or so to re uh, remodel our kitchen and build cabinets for our kitchen. So I'm excited about that, but that's something I'm going to have to use a lot of, and that is the pocket hole joints, and so. The demonstration that he did was, I thought, pretty helpful, uh, and uh, I definitely enjoyed uh, that and what I was able to glean and learn 
when it comes to putting those things together. But also, along with that, you know, Grizzly's just been really cool uh, with the group as well. And so that's been really nice that they've opened up their doors for a woodworking group to meet uh, there. And, you know, I mean, they're they're paying guys to stick around because they generally would close at six. But they're, you know, sticking around and and staying there so we can have our meeting and uh, paying guys to stay there till you know, 8 o'clock, even though we may not meet quite that long. We usually meet from about 6 to 7, 15, 7, 30. And, you know, but they, you know, they're, uh, you know, paying for that. And uh, it just it's just really cool. You know, they usually have some coffee and things for, for folks as well. And, and I, yeah, um, uh, it, it's been enjoyable. It's It's been a fun time. I'm still working on designing some chairs and, and trying to figure out the joinery that I'm going to use for the legs and the seat and then try to get the back right. So I'm, I've been uh, playing around with a few things on that. I know I've been talking about it the last few episodes, but uh, it's, it's one of those things that, uh, you know, I try to get things right. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out the best way to do this. And I'm looking into a couple of joinery methods such as the um, uh, like a spindle dowel joint joinery. They, they have a spindle joiner uh, at Grizzly, but they actually didn't have it in stock. Um, so they're out of stock on that. So I wasn't able to pick one up. So hopefully they'll get that in soon. I'll be able to do that. I think, cause I think that's what I'm going to do. I really think I'm going to use the spindle joint to connect not only the the legs, but the the bracing for the legs and underneath the seat uh, where it's going to go. So that that's at this point what I plan on doing uh, and using. So we'll we'll just have to wait and see how that works and and how that goes. So uh, the the router table we you know we had to do some maintenance and some things uh, on the the uh, the table saw and router table. Because all that's cast iron, and the uh, you know some of the wood that we've used lately has been pretty wet, and there's been some things been left, and so we had to do a little bit of scrubbing, get some cleaned up, done, and put another layer of paste wax down on the tabletop. Something you got to do occasionally anyway, and so uh, you know got that done. Just some general maintenance, keep things sliding smooth, keep the rust off, and uh, just kind of try to keep up with that. It, it's easy. It, it can get away from you pretty quick if you're not careful. That, that is for sure. But, uh, we, we got the paste wax down on that cast iron, uh, tops of the table saw and router table and, and, and the band saw as well. So, uh, trying to keep up with all of that has, uh, you know, that's a chore in and of itself, but it's something you got to do. You know, I mean, if you're going to, you know, have this type of equipment, spend the money on this type of equipment, you, you know, you, you want it to last and, and do its job to the best that it can do and the best that you can use it. And, uh, you know, keeping up with that is is definitely something you need to do. I've, I've had to unplug the, uh, the heater out there because um, it, it's been costing us about $100 a month to run that heater in the garage. So we've got that window unit that's AC and heat and it's, you know, it's running on uh, 30 amp 220. And, and so I'd really been paying attention to it and yeah, you know, I did it for about two months, you know, and it was, it was 
hundred dollars each month uh, having that on. And so finally, you know, the weather's been so crazy up and down, and I was just finally I just unplugged it uh, or turned it off anyway. So uh, you know, and and saved a little bit of money uh, there. Yeah, so we're not spending on heat in the garage because. Um, as much as I am out there, I, I didn't feel I was out there enough to really justify leaving it on. And uh, I think everything out there will be all right. So we'll, uh, you know, we'll see what happens when it comes to cooling it when the heat comes this summer. But uh, as of right now, thing, you know, we've been able to be comfortable to turn it on while we're working out there. It does, it it, it brings things up the tent pretty quick. It doesn't take long, and so um, so that. Uh, you know, when we do go out there, we can turn it on and, and then turn it off when we go out. So that, that's been all right as well. Folks, again, uh, you know, that, that's kind of what's been going on. I appreciate everybody who's contacted me. I know we were gone a week, but, uh, you know, uh, folks have contacted me. Let me know about some projects you got going on. I appreciate that. It's always cool hearing from everybody and things that they've got going on and things that they are working on as well. And so y'all just stay safe out there. Watch them fingers. Make sure they're the same length when you end as when you started. And do your best to cut straight.